I told you on this episode we were going to discuss the possibility of Sarah Huckabee Sanders going to prison, would you believe me? J-Pork's podcast. Exclusively on Least Coast Radio. or some sort of authoritarian regime when you have a fascist regime on the rise right now unchecked by Congress which makes November the most important election of our lives Jay Pork's Least Coast Radio dies in your house Jay Pork's podcast we must resist or we won't exist. Taking it back in November. Least Coast Radio for the least third voices. peeps welcome back into another action-packed edition of the jay porks podcast i am jay porks 
with me as always on the other side of the glass making sure this is a well-oiled podcast machine 261 episodes every week is the ever popular nobody on the intro that's Weezer with their cover of Mr. Blue Sky off the Teal album again I promise we'll talk about music one day on my podcast again and I will talk about all the Weezer haters and how they take life too seriously and maybe they just need to sit back relax and have a little bit of fun sometimes also I played that song because it's a cover so it'll take the court's time to figure out who's supposed to get paid for me playing it on my podcast and therefore delay the inevitable of taking it off YouTube what goes on peeps what is the word I had a busy week I had the dentist, I had a doctor's appointment, not a doctor's appointment, I had a dentist, I had a job interview, I walked like four miles a day this week, went to Long Island yesterday, all the way out to, all the way out, it's deep, anyhow, we're back better than ever, Uh, in case you didn't listen to the the latest episode of Dies in Your House on Friday, you should most certainly go check that out. There is a fake national emergency. There is a national emergency that was being talked about for two months. So therefore it is not an emergency. But we discuss why it's not an emergency. What possible emergencies. And what a progressive president could do with that kind of executive power. So if you want to hear more about that. I would suggest going to uh, just... Go to any way you get your podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, search in J-Porks or Least Coast Radio, and you'll find it. Or go to YouTube, definitely find it. Uh, what's the word, peeps? What goes on? Let's kick it off locally here. I'm not one of these guys that, under no circumstances, wanted Amazon in Long Island City. Let's just, there's a difference, okay, everybody? Some people... They don't want Amazon. It's a non-starter. They're getting the tax break. That's it. You know? They hear Amazon getting a tax break. They don't want it. Also, the infrastructure in that neighborhood, maybe not the best for an Amazon campus. I don't want to burn 25,000 jobs or whatever. I would have liked if Amazon and... New York would have got together and had some meetings, not over the money, not over the tax break value, but over maybe there's better places where the Amazon campus could go. Now, let me explain. I was talking to an old Democrat, somebody that's not up on the new politics, and they were telling me that these people are stupid, man. They don't realize that with Amazon in their neighborhood, the how the the value of their home is going to double. No, they do realize that, and that's why they don't want Amazon there. Because if the value of somebody's home doubles who lives in Long Island City, chances are that person can't afford to live there anymore. People have this notion that people that live in, air quotes, bad or you know, not rich neighborhoods, they have this interpretation that those people chose to live there. You know what I'm saying? The only reason you would stay in a rundown, dangerous, poor neighborhood is because you were born there and you can't afford to leave there because you weren't given the opportunity as, you know, 
Joe Schmo, the white guy who lives two doors down from you, did. It's all about equal footing, man. And those people didn't start, you know, the, sa the same as where maybe a white person who had a little bit of money started. So it is about gentrification. But does that mean that Jay Porks, me, I'm sitting here saying that, you know, oh, we don't want Amazon in New York. No, bro, I live on Staten Island. We've got Fresh Kills Landfill. It's the biggest landfill. You can see it from space. It's been closed. It's been closed since the 90s. They reopened it a little bit after 9-11 to store things. But they, it's closed. It's all open space. You can build a warehouse there. A campus there. There are places... <clears throat> there, are pla there are other places in Queens that you can build it. Places that aren't going to drive up the value of somebody's home who can't already who already can't afford it now and the people think that amazon was bringing hundred thousand dollar jobs they're not they're bringing people to your neighborhood that make a hundred thousand dollars and yeah i mean look look at seattle seattle was already going through this because of grunge in the 90s in like 2000, everybody was moving to Seattle. People that grew up that were like my age or a little older, once they were able to move, they wanted to move to Seattle. So they already did that. And then Amazon put an HQ in Seattle, and now all the mom and pop shops have skyrocketing prices. The rent is too damn high. That's what they did to Seattle. You want them to do that to Long Island City? When actually, and I know Long Island is not, see, people don't, People don't know the semantics, but like, so it's New York City, so I, I'm not going to say they should put it upstate, because that's not part of the deal. It needs to be in the city. So like, I would suggest putting it on Long Island, like out in Long Island, where there's tons of empty space, and they have a PATH train or whatever, the, Long, the L-I-double-R, Long Island Railroad. <laughs> but Long Island is not actually New York City. Like, once you get past Queens... And Long Island City is not in Long Island, by the way, just if you're not from here. Long Island City is a part of Queens. But if you drive out to Long Island, it's like state police. There's no NYPD. So it's so if you're thinking, you're thinking New York City, you're thinking one of the five boroughs. You're thinking Brooklyn, Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens, Staten Island. Plenty of space on Staten Island. The most space you have is on Staten Island. I'm not saying that I want it here. I'm not saying that, you know, we can deal with that traffic. I'm just telling you that, you know, instead of pulling out because you were afraid, maybe have a discussion, maybe have a dialogue. That's all I'm saying. So, Amazon pulls out. There's a, there's a pullout joke there somewhere, but I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Not me. No way. Okay. Really quick. Before we get into Mueller. We're always in Mueller. Because it never ends. And that's good. I like when investigations continue. Especially into people that are guilty. I want to dedicate a couple of minutes to the new Green Deal. Green New Deal. I'm never going to get that right. Green New Deal. 
So much hate. So much hate. When really, lofty goals is something that we should be looking at as a country. Like, for instance, we should strive to have nobody murdered by gun violence in America. We should strive for that. Does that mean that no one's going to get murdered by gun violence? No. But we should strive to have it not happen. Same thing with our planet. We want to save it. We want to save it because we enact laws and we do them in the, you know, we say the children, it's because of the children. Well, the children are going to inherit this planet that we're going to ruin. So maybe, maybe we should invest in our future. It's a 10 year plan. Some of the things a little radical there. Possibly. Are they doable? Maybe. Should they be shunned immediately? Absolutely not. The thing about progressives is having progressive and bold ideas. And if the goal is using 100% by 2030, if we want to do that, and maybe we only get halfway there, it's still better than where we are now. If I'm a waiter and I go to a restaurant with the goal of making $100 in the evening, if I make $45, it's not better that I, it's not, it's better than not coming into work at all and making zero. So I know Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, there's the name, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I, uh, because we, we have to mention it all the time. She's, she's the, uh, I say this later in the podcast, she's the... Firebrand, we finally have, liberals finally have a firebrand. Our firebrand was 82-year-old Nancy Pelosi before that. So it's good that we have a firebrand now who's like, you know, born this century. The, uh, so the Green New Deal. It, 100% renewable energy. People are like, oh, she wants to ban air travel. No, no, no. The thing said to fix, to make uh, high-speed railways more available so people would be less enticed to use air travel. Again, they make electric cars, you know? Does everybody drive electric cars? No. But some people do. It's an option. Me personally, I'd probably rather get on a train than a plane. You know how annoying getting on a plane is? And I'm not scared of flying. Like, I think it's... I actually think flying is really cool. It's scary and cool. It's one of the few things that I'm scared of and find awesome. Like, I'm not a roller coaster guy. I'm not any of that. I don't like heights. I don't like being on high floors. Nothing. But actually getting on a plane and taking off, that does not scare me at all. What scares... Not scares me. What frightens me is the... Airport. And just that. Just everything about it. Everything about the airport. Am I going to miss this plane? Where's my gate? How early do I have to show up? Again, my grandfather's Henry Dyson house. I show up three hours early to get a flight, you know? So, like, is my plane ever going to come? Do I have enough food? How far is the bathroom? Is my bag, is my carry-on bag a little too big? Or am I going to be able to carry it on? Who's going to be sitting next to me? 
is there going to be a three-seat row and somebody next to me and he's not going to move over? <clears throat> so, like, if I can get on a train, like a bullet train... I mean, I'm from New York. I love the train anyway. Why wouldn't subways, high-speed subways, high-speed trains, why wouldn't that be a good thing? Why is... Reducing greenhouse gas is a good thing. A bad thing. Why? Now, in the proposal, does it say that there's guaranteed a job for everyone? Yes, it does say that. Is that crazy? Probably. Probably for a, for a freshman congresswoman, yeah. Probably is crazy. Lofty goals is what makes the Democratic Party. We are the party of civil rights. We are hopefully going to be the party of pot one day. One day, somebody at the top will get it together, not just rely on states. With a party of progression, progressive ideas are, ideas are bold. And if you're not afraid to take that chance, and listen, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez isn't out there with her piece of paper saying, it's all or nothing! You know? It's a proposal. It's a resolution. Now, maybe it gets, maybe some lawmakers sit down and they talk about it. I didn't think Pelosi should have thrown shade at it by calling it the Green Dream. That's not. That's not new politics. So. Conclusion. On JPOX on the Green New Deal. Lofty goals, yes. Doable, probably not 100%. Does it deserve the vilification it's getting from the right and left? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm sorry if young people want to change the want to want to fix the planet. I'm sorry about that. But we want a place to live. Like for instance, why is there not why aren't roofs? Why aren't roofs of houses in general made out of solar panels? You know what I'm saying? Why do people why do we why are we giving the option? There is a highway, I don't know what country it is, it's in another country. They got a highway, you know the divider on the highway? Alright, well they have this like wind thing in the middle. On top of the divider. So as the cars pass by, on the highway, this thing spins. And collects power. And powers the, the lights on that road. Why are we not doing common sense things? I'm not telling people don't take a plane. I'm not telling people don't drive a Hummer. I'm saying that if a lot of us who didn't really need the Hummer, didn't buy the Hummer, you know, and stuff like that, if there were opportunities, if there were times to reduce, like, yo, I got an energy efficient light bulb. My room's a little dimmer, but I'm saving energy. Like, it didn't affect me that much. To vilify it, is exactly what's wrong with past Democratic primaries. And I know that, I know she has nothing to do with presidential race, but I'm just, when we sit there as Democrats, and, and Bill Maher, I hate Bill, I don't like Bill Maher these days, but he he's right on this. We gotta stop eating each other apart. Eating each other up. If there's 20 Democratic candidates and they kill each other for six, eight weeks... The one that's left is going to be a shell of what they were. 
We have to support... Like, so if Nancy Pelosi thinks that the Green New Deal is utterly ridiculous, she needs to take AOC to the side and talk to her about that. Don't tell the press. Don't tell Casey Hunt. That doesn't make any sense. How is that helping the party? We can't treat the young freshman Democrats like, you know, like kids who last year were sitting at the kids' table, but now they've graduated to the adult table, but we're still going to baby them. They got elected. They got constituents. They got just as much power as everyone else in that body of Congress. Okay. Paul Manafort's going to jail for a long time. I've said that a lot, but let's talk about what the judge said when we come back after this. Hey, yo! Jay Pork's here, recording my own commercials as per usual. But I am here to tell you about going to patreon.com forward slash jporks and you have the opportunity to help support least coast radio by becoming a least coast radio head how do you do that you say well there are three different tiers to choose from where you can find yourself bonus content bonus features from the jay parks podcast from dies in your house from all things least coast radio now what are those what are those features well that they're bonus shows they're getting shows early they're getting exclusive artwork mailed to the address of your choosing monthly. You can interact with all the hosts here on Least Coast Radio. You can get shout-outs on the podcast. Behind-the-scenes stuff. That's on Dies in Your House and the Jay Porks podcast. You get them both here on Least Coast Radio. Dies in Your House is usually the primer at the end of the week. The Jay Porks Podcast is the long show. What we do at the beginning of the week to get you going. To take in everything that happened. But I need some help. And how you can help Least Coast Radio is by following us on Twitter. At Least Coast Radio. Going to patreon.com forward slash jporks. Becoming a Patreon. Becoming a Least Coast Radio head. And you know, if you don't want to do any of those things. You can smash that subscribe button on iTunes or YouTube. And, you know, you can. It, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt to share the podcast with your friends. So keep it locked to Least Coast Radio for the least heard voices. We're here fighting fascism, saving democracy, but we're also going to have a little fun. Keep it locked. And we are back. Jay Pork's podcast. It's that time. It's about to. Uh, it's about that time we get into Robert Mueller related things on the podcast. It's a little podcast sandwich, the corruption sandwich, and in the middle we have all the latest on the Mueller probe. We got a couple of different things to get to, but first I want to read something from PalmerReport.com. I've been getting a lot of stuff from. Palmer Report, so I'd follow them on Twitter at Palmer Report. Yeah, I mean, just just giving you a heads up. You know, this is just good people. So, without further ado, I just want to read this little 
piece that was from the 15th, from Friday, titled, well, looks like Sarah Huckabee Sanders is going to prison. Earlier today, we learned that special counsel Robert Mueller has proof that Trump's oldest friend Roger Stone conspired with Russian government hackers and WikiLeaks during the 2016 election, meaning Stone is going down for treason or its peacetime equivalent. Now we're learning another member of Trump's inner circle is in deep trouble in her own right. Robert Mueller's team has now interviewed White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. More to the point. According to CNN, Mueller has specifically interviewed her about statements she made from the podium with regard to Trump and his Russia scandal. Why does this matter? Based on this description, it's fairly clear that Mueller is attempting to nail Trump for using Sanders as a mouthpiece for committing obstruction of justice. If Trump was conspiring with Sanders to commit felony obstruction of justice, then it means Sanders was also participating in a felony conspiracy. Palmer Report first pointed out in September of 2017 that Sanders was going to eventually face serious legal trouble for her podium tact antics. And now the day is finally arriving, but it gets much worse from her. If you've watched Sarah Huckabee Sanders during her press briefings, or any other time she's ever spoken, two things have become clear. First, she's almost derangedly loyal to Donald Trump. Second, she lies constantly. She lies so pathologically, she even lies when the truth would serve her better. Does anyone really think she made it through the, an interview with Robert Mueller's team without committing at least one instance of provable perjury? It's much quicker and easier to convict someone for perjury than it is for something like obstruction. In fact, the inclusion of perjury charges is typically what prompts people in an investigation like this to give up and cut a plea deal. Of course, we don't think Sarah Huckabee Sanders will necessarily cut a deal against Trump, but if she doesn't, she's going to prison. I love it when people go to prison. No, people that deserve it. Criminals. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders sat down with the Mueller team. So I guess Trump knows everything that Mueller wanted to know. Because I've said this, I've said this for two years on this podcast, since Sean Spicy said, stepped down. I've said this, where Spicy looked weak, like, I don't like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. What she's doing is bad for the country. Let's just get that out there. But in terms of, like, this White House, she is doing exactly what this White House wants them, wants her to do. She is the perfect, like, she's really good at telling the lies and being ruthless and not caring. Like, it's one thing to not care if you hurt someone's feelings. It's not, it's one thing to not care if you, like, you know, hurt some constituents, lose some votes. She doesn't care about the truth. Nothing. You can confront her with facts and she will just strike you down none of it matters none of it matters and that's why she stayed in the job so long is she the longest tenured person working inside the white house right now probably that's probably the case sarah huckabee sanders committing obstruction of is a party to committing obstruction of justice from the podium and that is something 
that we all know definitely is true. And I'm still not mad at that comedian for the the mascara joke last year. It's at um, the White House Correspondents' Dinner. What was a big deal? What was it? She burns the truth and then she uses the ashes to make a mean smoky eye? The joke was about the truth, not her makeup, not her being a woman, but either way. Right. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders has sat down with Robert Mueller. Speaking of prison. Speaking of prison. Oh, you guys can't see my smile. I have like this devilish grin right now. Um, so, Paul Manafort had a bad week in court. And this will be a little portion of the thread count. I'll get the music going in a second. But uh, this thread is from someone we all know and love. This is from the 16th, just after midnight. This is from, what's her name? Ma Ma oh, Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow has a thread because she was reading the unredacted well, let's see. Let's let's read it here. Manafort transcript unsealed tonight in which D.C. District Court Judge Amy Berman Jackson rules that Trump campaign chair Paul Manafort lied intentionally after entering a plea agreement. Let's get into it. Right on page 10. Quote, My concern isn't with non-answers or simply denials. But times he affirmatively advanced a detailed alternative, alternative story that was inconsistent with the facts. Page 11. Judge then says Manafort's claims about his declining health in prison were simply asserted by his lawyers with no effort to back up the claims with any support. Judge. It left the impression that the issue was left in the pleading for, in the pleading for public consumption, but not mine. Page 16. On $125,000 payment towards Manafort's legal fees? Judge, the record doesn't seem to reflect confusion, and the defendant didn't profess to be confused. He does appear, though, to be making a concerted effort to avoid saying what really took place. On page 23, referring to that same payment, Judge, I find this was a matter about which he provided intentionally false information to the Office of the Special Counsel, the FBI, and the Grand Jury. I also note, without deciding whether or not, whether, without deciding whether I have to make this finding or not, that the record supports a finding that the Office of the Special Counsel's interest in tracing the flow of funds to Manafort, particularly from redacted, and vendors associated with the campaign was material to this investigation. On page 26, on Manafort attesting as a, as to Kilmanick's state of mind, Judge, I also think it's fair to say that advancing the version that was not just relaying what Kilmanick said, it appears to be an attempt to exonerate him. On page 27, this is an example of a situation in which the the OSC legitimately concluded he's lying to minimize things here. This is a problematic attempt to shield his Russian conspirator from liability, and it, give, and it gives rise to legitimate questions about where his royalties lie. Page 30. 
on what the judge describes as Manafort's pattern of, quote, disassembling about Kilmanek. Denying the meeting redacted was denying a contact that was part of the office of the spe- that was part of what the office of the special counsel was investigating. Page 40, Judge. We've now spent considerable time talking about multiple clusters of false or misleading or incomplete or needed to be prodded by counsel statements, all of which center around the defendant's relationship or communications with Konstantin Kilmanik. This is a topic at the undisputed core of the special counsel's investigation into, as paragraph B of the appointment order put it, any links and or coordination between Russian government and individuals associated with the campaign. Mr. Kilmanek doesn't have to be a spy, doesn't have to be in the government, or even be an active spy to be a link. Page 41. This is new. This suggests the mysterious other DOJ investigation Manafort lied about is an investigation that also relates to the Trump campaign. Judge, defendants suggest it's not really that important because it wasn't about his own wrongdoing. I'm not sure I buy that because the point of seeking cooperation from a person person at the highest level of the campaign was to obtain accurate information about the acts of others. In particular, what transpired redacted. So it's very troubling to me. Page 44 on the apparently campaign-related and other DOJ investigation Manafort lied about. Judge, the evidence suggests the decision to obscure what had taken place to shield possibility to shield possibly Mr. Redacted. This withholding of facts, this begrudging behavior. Advancing a new version that's less inculpatory of Redacted was significant enough to set off alarm bells with his own lawyers. And then page 50 is all Redacted, just blank, black bars. And then one last intrigue on page 66. Judge, alright, I just have one question for my public min- for my public minute order. The Redacted, the fact that Redacted is still sealed. So should I not use that in my minute order? Is that correct? Both sides agree. Correct. But what could that be? So, if you are keeping score, I didn't give you the years there, Judge Amy Berman Jackson, which is, that name is so metal. I'm sorry. It's just like, who's that? Amy Berman Jackson. Like, oh, shit, you know? Gavels drop. She should definitely host, like, a people's court. Okay. Judge Amy Berman Jackson came down hard on Manafort, determined that Manafort actually did lie to the special counsel on purpose to, you know, for reasons of redacted. A lot of it was redacted. But, uh, Robert Mueller has suggested that Paul Manafort get 19 to 24 years in prison. Got real. Remember when this was, remember when it wasn't really a big deal? Remember when Paul Manafort wasn't doing this, wasn't doing that? Remember when the jury, when the jury was hung on most of his counts? There was one juror in there with a MAGA hat trying to slow it down. Here's the thing. 
and as spelled out in the special counsel's order there, um, Paul Manafort has spent his entire life breaking the law. He spent his entire life, you know, fraud, tax frauding, slippery, slippery tricks. He hasn't earned an honest dollar in his life. Well, pro he probably did in his early life. I don't know if he has recently, in the last 40 years. Paul Manafort's going to jail, and he deserves to go to jail. Remember his partner in the 80s? Roger Stone? Remember when Roger Stone and Paul Manafort had a lobbying business? Well, Paul, Manaf Paul Manafort. Well, Paul Manafort, judge smacked him down. Also... Judge Amy Berman Jackson, who was also overseeing Roger Stone's trial, a motion was denied, changed the venue, because Roger Stone was trying to say, well, I got nothing to do with Russia. Actually, so, I don't mean to break this to you, Raj. You do. There's direct correlation between Roger Stone and... There's a direct correlation between the indicted Russians and Roger Stone. And the judge, Judge Amy Berman Jackson, made that clear, which is why she will not get him a new judge. Also, there's been a gag order on Roger Stone. Thank God. Not a total gag order. He just He's not supposed to talk about the case. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that Roger Stone's going to go on TV and talk about the case. You think Roger Stone's going to listen to the judge? Roger Stone's been breaking the law almost as long as Paul Manafort's been breaking the law. These, this is your crew. Do you see what, you see a pattern here? Trump criminal, Manafort criminal, Stone criminal, Cohen criminal, Flynn criminal. They're all criminals. And when you surround yourself with criminals, it's possible to live a fruitful life without getting caught. The only problem is, you know what a real way to get caught is? A real easy way to get caught is to move into the White House and have everybody looking at you. If you want to be like a, if you want to be tax fraud guy, and if you want to, you know, put casinos out of business and be some fake billionaire, that's cool, be that. But the second you run for public office, all of that is out in the open. And the second you run for public office and then you continue to break the law and you continue to be corrupt, you're going to get removed. End of story. And you're going to go to jail. Trump needs to go to jail. He knows about it. And listen, on the radio today, I took a ride to Long Island with my dad and they were, sports radio was on. They're talking about Colin Kaepernick settled with the NFL, right? Because uh, he was taking a knee. And yeah, he settled because nobody would sign him. That's a whole nother story for another podcast. The knee versus the playing. But anyway. So it's an undisclosed amount. And everybody's calling up the radio station and talking about this. Now, first of all, the reason why the NFL settled is so people can stop talking about this. And that's the first thing people did was stop calling the radio station and talking about it. But... The word that they're talking about collusion between the owners. They're saying that the NFL owners colluded 
to keep Colin Kaepernick out of the league. Now, do I think all of the NFL owners are racist? Yes. Do I think that they all don't care about cops shooting black, unarmed black kids in the city, in the inner cities? Yes. I do think that they don't care about that. You know? But at the same time, I don't think that the NFL owners called each other to agree to not sign Colin Kaepernick. I just think that they're all racist together, and they all made that decision. But the word collusion was all over the radio, so I said, Dad, that's not, that's not collusion. Collusion is like Trump. And I was like, you know, Trump and Manafort and Stone and WikiLeaks. I'm like, that's collusion. Hashtag Trump colluded. There's no way out of this. We need to focus eyes on the prize here. The House committees are doing investigations. Robert Mueller is doing investigations. Democrats in the Senate are running for president. All of those things... And again, I want to do 2020 Dems. I tried to do it on Dies in Your House. Tried to do it a little this week, but Democrats need to be focused on who's going to be the strong candidate to take out Trump in 2020. And at the same time, we are going to let the House investigate. We're going to let Robert Mueller investigate. But while that's happening, we can't sit back and think that that is going to save us because, you know, how many times have has, you know, you never count your chickens before they hatch. In 2020, we have a sure thing. If we can get a strong candidate and we cannot destroy the candidate during the campaign, if we cannot literally destroy the candidate, if we cannot read any articles by Maggie Haberman about Democratic candidates during the campaign, that would be fantastic. We got a clear shot. And at the same time, let's hope, inve- let's hope all these investigators make it easier for us. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> As people that love America, let's hope justice is served. And we're back. Real quick, before we get up on out of here, I just want to discuss the uh, Ilhan Omar, Ilhan Omar uh, APAC comments. Now, everybody is jumping on the anti-Semitic bandwagon because she said th- things about APAC is an Israeli is a is a super PAC run by you know people that support Israel and if you don't show blind support to Israel people consider you anti-Semitic now this is coming from I'm talking to you as somebody whose family was persecuted during the Holocaust I am talking to you. I am a true, hashtag true Jew. Okay? Most of my family was killed by Nazis because of what we believed. Because of the God we worshipped. Well, they worshipped. Not, that has nothing to do with Israel. I'm not saying that Israel isn't the holy land and blah, 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 all that religious stuff you want to say. But if there's a super PAC that donates to 
only candidates that support Israel, people just say support Israel. They don't actually know what it means. They just say, oh, I support Israel. Yeah, me too. I support the rest of the world. I support the whole world. How about that? I support Israel. You don't even know it. Tell me what it means. Okay, because when, when I have to hear about, you know, Jews run Hollywood and the World Bank, when I have to hear those slurs, I didn't think we were at, we were, I didn't think we were doing those slurs and those same people were going to tell me that I need to support Israel. Don't tell me what I need to do. Now, you know what's weird? Is that her comments were like, you know, she said something and people took it as anti-Semitic instead of anti-Super PAC. If it was a Muslim super PAC and a white guy said that, there would this would not be a story. It would not be a story. White people have been throwing shade at Muslims and for years. For anybody that's not Christian Catholic. Don't tell me. It's like Max Max Rose said it the other day. He said, you know. Kevin McCarthy's got a tweet out. Steyer, Soros, Bloomberg. You know, he's all anti-Semitic. None of you in the press call him out. Call them out. The chicken shit GOP. And then he walked away without answering any questions. It was very Staten Island of him. But, uh, it, it's true. Kevin McCarthy, I don't, he, I don't, I believe the tweet's gotten too much attention to delete. Kevin McCarthy, House Minority Leader. Minority Speaker, whatever it is. He put out a tweet that said, We can't let Steyer, Soros, and Bloomberg steal our, our election or something. Now, yeah, he picked three rich guys, but, you know, they're also Hebrew. So, double standard. They want her removed from committees? If, if you want her removed commit from committees, then who's going to question Elliot Abrams like that? Elliot Abrams is a convicted felon. Let's not pretend that these people are, you know. Oh, God. It gets me so worked up, man. Now, again, if somebody came out and was like, I hate Jewish people. Yeah, I got a problem with that. But she apologized. She said she's going to learn. She's going to learn what she says. She still stands by her PAC comment, which is accurate. Again, the Israeli government is mad corrupt, yo. Like, you want me to support... I support the land. Like, it's a holy land. I get it. I totally get it. The blind support of Israel is one of the many things wrong with the political system. Benjamin Netanyahu... Needs to be in prison. And it's all because she wears a... Because uh, she wears a thing on her head and she's brown. That's the only reason this was a thing. These white Republicans, man, they got so... Butthurt. Of the fact that there's a lot of, like... People without penises. People who are brown. You know come into Congress, they don't like that. This was the good old boys. And they are, they fear this change. They fear the new politics. They fear all us Democrats shaking it like bad girls up in Harlem. It's the new politics. 
We got young people. And we will win. Okay. I'm going to get up on out of here. I've got a headache. Here's the thing about my head. I went to the dentist last week and it, uh, I don't have anything wrong with me, which is not good because at least if I had something wrong with me, I can get it fixed, but there was nothing wrong with me. So if anyone needs a dentist in Queens, hit me up. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll tell you, I'll send you somewhere. Um, so I don't know if this feeling in my head is normal if I'm imagining it or what, but I got to call Medicaid on Monday and get some health insurance because I am in a jam. Okay. I'm getting up on out of here, but before I do, let me give you the list of websites you need to go to, to help keep me in business. First of all, there's concertconfessions.com. That's where you're going to get all your live music news and reviews for the fans by the fans. Oakley Doakley's up. Check that out. And uh, go to leastcoastradio.weebly.com. That's going to be the new homepage. And if you guys want to help me out, as I'm on my job search, if you want to become a Least Coast Radiohead, get yourself some bonus content, exclusive bonus content. You get yourself some, some swag sent to your house, personalized artwork for you. Anything you need. Just go to patreon.com forward slash jporks. Make it ha 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 happen. You know what I'm saying? Please help me out. Seriously. Just check it out. Let me know if you want if that's something you'd want to do. Let me know what I need to change, and I will change it. Every week, if there's ever music headlines again, they'll be powered by Antiquiet. Antiquiet.com is your source. But um bump for quality. Till next week, folks. Let's keep your fingers crossed that I get a job. Till next week, Wacky Weed and Warren Zevon. Resist, remove, and fight for recreational. Late.